Warning, content not suitable for children. Listener discretion advised, yo. Screaming Chewy Show, your source of entertainment and overall fuckery. And the show starts now. Hey everyone, quick message from Tucson's Rising Phoenix Fitness and Defense. Help treat anxiety and depression with martial arts training and education. Develop the confidence, skills, and fitness you need to stay safe. Our focus is real-world self-defense tactics, practical and effective for everyone. You can find them at 4500 East Speedway Boulevard, number 4. Tucson AZ 85712 or you can call them at 520-838-1592. They are open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. So hit them up. Learn martial arts, very therapeutic, and you can learn to kick ass and kick depression's ass as well. So um hit them up. <laughs> Welcome back to another exciting episode of Screaming Tree Show. I'd like to welcome CEO of Terminus Media, Mark Stanso. How you doing, Mark? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm doing great, man. Hell yeah, man. Can't complain, right? <laughs> well, I can't complain sometimes, but, you know, uh, yeah, we were talking earlier about uh, some days are good and some days are bad, but some folks are having a really bad day, like uh, Bill Gates and... Uh, <laughs> his wife of 27 years filing for divorce he's you know has hundreds of billions of dollars and no prenuptial agreement so he's having a bad week i think oh man that's gonna be expensive <laughs> <laughs> i know dude you remember when the guy uh the amazon guy went through something similar oh jim uh, bezos is that yeah it? Yeah, yeah, Jeff Bezos, Doctor Evil. <laughs> hey, I shouldn't say that too loud, though. You know, so they'll, they'll, they'll start charging me shipping on my Amazon account. What <laughs> do you say that? Because you're you're totally right. That's that's a really good description. I seen a video where he was controlling these robotic arms, man. Like he was getting into some crazy technology, right? Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know if Amazon, there's, you know, that company Boston Dynamics that makes all the, uh, you know, it's like they make dogs, like robotic dogs and robotic, like pack mules and. Oh, yeah, uh, for military and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I think it was originally developed by DARPA, you know, Boston Dynamics. I thought maybe Amazon bought those robotics companies, but I'm not sure. But, you know, Jeff Bezos needs something to spend all that money on. You, you get a, 
a knock at your door. It's a fucking robotic dog with your pack. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen a show called Black Mirror. Oh on, my god, I on, know that show. Yeah, did you see the episode where there was? It was in like a post-apocalyptic world where you basically these robotic uh, dogs uh, were unleashed with AI to kill humans. And they just ended up deciding their job was to kill all the humans. So, yeah, it was pretty scary. <laughs> yeah, and, and I could totally see that happening. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, me too. And, you know, it's like the, the person, the, the robotic dog is chasing this person and it runs out of power. Um, and you know, and while while they climb up a tree at night, and you're like, "Oh, good, it ran out of power." You know, the the day is saved, and then the sun comes up, and the, the thing has solar panels on its back. So it's like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the it's it's kind of scary sometimes. Technology and how advanced it's getting, and and AI that's that's as smart and can retain information as and compute things as fast as a supercomputer. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, they wouldn't it wouldn't need a lot to take over because they, they would probably have access to all the information of human history, like everything about us, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, good times, good times. <laughs> Started <laughs> off as, you know, pretty positive. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, doing good, man. Doing what good. You about yourself, man, and what you do? Yeah, um, you know, Mark Stansel. I'm uh, owner and CEO of Terminus Media. Uh, we're a uh, we call ourselves a faith and family friendly uh, company, uh, but you know, don't don't take the faith and family friendly thing wrong. We love everybody, and we just want to create uh, books and animation and. Uh, you know, entertainment that everybody can enjoy, uh, no matter how young they are or, uh, you know, where they come from, what their background is. And just tell, you know, we, we tell timeless stories that hopefully make people's better lives and the lives better and makes a positive dent in the universe. <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, started reading comics when I was a little kid you know, we had these things called newspapers back then. And you could, uh, on Sunday, had all these comics and you could read them for free. And um, I just love the, the sequential art storytelling. Of, you know, panel one, set up. Panel two, conflict. Panel three, resolution. And that kind of sequential storytelling is something that's pretty unique to comic books, graphic novels. is is the fancy name for comic books, but uh, actually started creating comic books to pr promote uh, screenplays that uh, myself and our team were, were writing. Uh, you know, our company started in Atlanta 20 years ago when there was no film business to speak of in Atlanta. Now it's like Marvel, it lives here and all the, all the big Marvel movies are shooting in Georgia. So it's, it's a pretty exciting time in terms of the film business in Atlanta. And, you know, Tyler Perry's here too. What? <laughs> so, you know, Medea, Medea is rolling down the street from time to time. Oh, gangster. <laughs> oh, gangster. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we uh, were, writing these screenplays and we're like, we don't live in New York. We don't live in Los Angeles. Uh, how can we 
give ourselves an advantage in this competitive world. Uh, so we just started making comic books sort of as storyboards for the films we wanted to make. And people started just loving the books we were making. And we had a lot of clients ask us to make books for them and animation for them. And uh, so it's, it's been it's pretty, a pretty wild ride, but, but a lot of fun. I love comic books because they have so much more visual than just regular mm. books. And, you know, if you're not much of a reader, you can still enjoy a comic book. <laughs> you know, it's not like pages. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, you give, a, you give a kid a, you know, a choice between, do you want this book with pictures in it? Or do you want this book with a bunch of, you know, words in it? Uh, you know, most, most people are going to go, you know, not just kids are going to go for something with beautiful pictures or, or illustrations in it because we're, we're very visual, most, most of us. And so comic books have a, a, a particular kind of art typically that's, that's sort of unique to comic books, uh, sort of an idealized <laughs> view of, of the human form and of the storytelling and you know, it costs a lot of money to do special effects in a film. Uh, you know, industrial light and magic. I don't know what their hourly rates are, but <laughs> they ain't cheap. And uh, mm-hmm. Weta Digital, you know, the, our New Zealand uh, friends who do so much great work. Uh, it's expensive and it takes, you know, these massive teams of, of talent to create that. But with a comic book, you can go anywhere uh, as long as your artist can see it in his mind and draw it. So... There's lots of possibilities when it comes to creating intellectual property and expanding that in, in, in the way of comic books. Sure. It takes a lot of, not only just a lot of imagi- imagination, we mm. also kind of got to plan it. Like, how are you going to have the squares and sequences and all that? Like, it takes True. planning to do it and what, what's going to be on each page, how many squares. Because, um, I, I love drawing myself as well. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like over 10 years ago, I made this comic. I never finished it. I did like five pages, but um, have you heard of that movie, The Punisher? Oh, yeah. So I did like Super Mario, but The Punisher theme. So it's pretty <laughs> bloody and stuff. Oh, that's cool. Did he have like a skull on his chest or? Yeah. Yeah. Like a bulletproof <laughs> vest and like a skull on it. I love it. Oh, that's funny. So, so who does the Mario Punisher punish? Uh, well, he's going after the princess, so he's like killing all the turtles and like right. going after Bowser ultimately. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, taking out Bowser with the you know with the AR-15 with the extended magnet. Yep, exactly. Yep, using a Rambo knife and shit. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You know, one of the one of the books that we did early in, in Terminus's uh, world was we did this little story called The Gnome and the Boogeyman, right? And it was about this this character, Nicholas Gnome, and he's a part of Odd Ops, which is other dimensional defense forces, right? Um, and so he w- instead of him being a garden gnome, he was a guardian gnome. Nice. And- had a 45 and a katana. <laughs> so, Damn. Yeah, we had so much fun. Uh, we only did one little story, um, but it was one of those. It was one of those stories that I mean, that story could have gone so many places. It had, definitely had legs. But um, yeah, 
<laughs> of the creativeness. I mean, I would have yeah. never thought about that. Oh yeah, man. We uh we still have uh some some t-shirts left, so yeah, I'll have to send you one. <laughs> but, uh, sure, man. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fun. Um with just and, and you know, that's one of those things. And you know, I always wanted to to do a line of toys with you know these guardian gnomes. Uh, you know, one is like a ninja gnome and <laughs> one is like a I don't know, a, 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 a navy seal gnome or whatever. Oh, that would be great, man. Yeah, they, they'll guard your yard. <laughs> that's that that's an amazing idea right there, man. For sure. I would patent that, bro. Oh, <laughs> it's already done. Nice. <laughs> Two steps ahead. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And yeah, it's one thing in the creative business that you learn is um if you write a script, register it with the Writers Guild of, of America, right? Um which is this online thing and you spend 20 bucks and you upload a copy of your script and you get a, a WGA number, right? Writers Guild of America number. And nobody, nobody in the business messes with the Writers Guild because, you know, if you registered your, your idea for these gnomes with the Writers Guild in, you know, 2000 and then Someone else came up with the idea in 2005 and registered it. Your idea is registered earlier. Um, so it just gives you a basis to, uh, you know, to uh, make sure that you're protecting your, your intellectual property because intellectual property is valuable, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Sure, man. Yeah. yeah how, much, how much did the Walt Disney Company pay for Star Wars and uh, for? The Marvel, all the Marvel stuff. And oh, yeah. You can't even play their music without them knocking at your door, you know? Right. And uh, you have some pretty interesting comics on your website, man. There's uh, different, definitely different styles, but all interesting on their own. Like, you got, um, you know, Dominion, Follow the House of, of Saul. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samson Rise. That one looks crazy, man. That guy looks pretty mad. Oh, dude. Yeah. Samson Rise. It just uh, we just wrapped on that book um, a week ago. So it's, um, you know, it's fresh off the off the writers, uh, off the artists, uh, you know, desk. And Samson Rise is the story of, of the, the biblical character, Samson. Uh, but it's definitely not your Sunday school flannel graph. Uh, uh, illustration of the the dude in the bathrobe it's 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 a more you know it's a more like realistic telling of 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 that story which you know spoiler yeah you know, the uh, the bible has like lots of violence in it and the you know there's there's lots of intrigue and uh you know samson has a weakness for women and you know, he, he deals with that multiple times. He's, he's really strong. Right. And the, in the text, it says that he, uh, he killed, I think 600 Philistines with a jawbone of a donkey. So, I mean, the dude (laughs) wielding on his hand. Do what? Yeah. Yeah. That's the jawbone of a donkey. So, you know, it's funny. We're talking about the Punisher. Like Samson was the Punisher of the Bible. Totally. Like, wow. he would just, you know, go into these Philistines and just start throwing smack, throwing the smack down on them. 
And, you know, these were soldiers who had armor and spears. And the reason Samson had a, the jawbone of a donkey is because the Philistines had told the Israelites they couldn't make weapons. They couldn't make swords or knives or any of that stuff. So you see Samson using other things to, uh, to kill these, these Philistine soldiers. It's crazy stuff. The bad, the OG right there, OG Punisher. Oh, yeah, the OG Punisher. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's funny. The, the, yeah, if you're, if you're going to be a literate person, if you're going to say, you know, have some kind of education, I mean, you should at least read some of the Bible just so you're at least familiar with it. Uh, a lot of folks have secondhand knowledge of, of the Bible, you know, they, or they sat in church, you know, when they were a kid and trying to stay awake, uh, like most of us. <laughs> but, uh, you know, going in there and, you, you know, reading it as a kid is one thing, but reading it uh, later in life is, is totally different because you, you see, like, like when, you, when you're like eight years old, you don't in, really understand what's going on with Delilah, right? Kind of uh, trying to, uh, I don't know, work her, her magic on Samson and s- seduction, right? You don't understand seduction when you're an eight-year-old kid mm-hmm. in Sunday school, them talking about Samson. But when you're a grown man, man, you understand what, what that means and, right. and what on there in a different way so and i yeah. get this guy <laughs> yeah the old the old the og part of me goes don't do it man it's not worth it don't do it <laughs> oh, <double it's>, down. <laughs> right right it's a uh, yeah what's you know you know that's that song gold digger by uh kanye west oh where, yeah where the lyric goes, 18 years, 18 years. If she's got one of your kids, got you for 18 years. <laughs> right? Like the, the old guy part of me, that he hears, you know, uh, Brother Kanye singing in the background uh, when, when you see that kind of seduction going on. It's like, hey, hey, hold on, man. Uh, this is not going to go the way you think it's going to go. Just think, think of, you know, if you got any friends that are paying child support, just think of that. Oh gosh, man. You know, I, I talked to, I talked to guys and it's like, you know, one guy, it's like, he married, he, he married a narcissist and. Oh, that's fucking uh, horrible. bro, oh, Dude. And like, like, you know, he, you know, narcissists, they kind of put on a mask, you know, when you're dating them. And then when you marry them, the mask comes off, man. And the narcissist is like, you exist to serve me and it's all about me and what I think and what I want. And here's your list of to do's. And you ask them, what's your list of to do's to be a good husband, a good wife. And they're like, nothing. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I don't have to do nothing, but you on the other hand, you know, you know, step to it. Um, or I'll make you miserable. Oh yeah. Make you miserable. I oh, yeah, another guy. He, he married a you know woman with borderline personality disorder uh so it's 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 a dangerous world out there and you know uh whether you're you know looking to be in a relationship with a man or a woman you want somebody with good character someone who's going to love you and look out for you and and help you build a, a family and and be you know stable and so you know samson kind of always had the habit of going for you know the that 
that girl who's hanging out in the club all the time. Yeah, the, <laughs> the champagne girl. Like, Don't do it, man. Don't do it. She got him with that dirty dancing. She got him, man. She was, <laughs> she was shaking it just right, and he just couldn't help himself. And and it's and it's over. <laughs> Spoiler, but yeah, you know, one good thing is people people read these comics sometimes, and they're like, "Oh man, I gotta go check out that historical count, you know, in the Bible, and see kind of what the what the actual deal was with this." And uh, so. Hey, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. Very interesting. And, you know, um, it sounds like you made it a little bit more modern, right? Um, well, with Samson, it's, it's more of a historical telling. Uh, but with our other uh, story that we're so proud of, Dominion, Fall of the House of Saul, you know, that story is, is you know, we, we use the word inspired. It's inspired by the biblical account, right? And but it's the account of the first king of Israel, uh, King Saul, which in, in the historical timeline happens after Samson, right? Uh, but it's, it's the story of the rise and fall of the first king of Israel, Saul. But in, but in our comic book, uh, we use all anthropomorphic characters, meaning characters that have human bodies and animal heads, right? So... And these anthropomorphic animal characters live in Dominion, which is uh, uh, like the Federation of Planets in Star Trek. And they pilot, you know, spaceships and they have laser guns and, and lightning staffs. And they, on the field of battle, they get out there in battle mechs. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a little different than the biblical account. Oh yeah, there's even a uh, what's that? A uh, android, right? The yeah, the 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 battle mech, yeah. The and there there's there are, you know, like one of the characters, Michael has a, it's like a robotic pet that can take different shapes and can fly and can turn into different kind of creatures, but, uh, you know the. One of the characters that is coming up in the in the next chapter being introduced is is David from David and Goliath. Um, oh, wow, that's going to be epic. Yeah, yeah that's going to be pretty epic. And and we you know we're wrapping the chapter three right now. Uh, and in chapter three, I, I think we have just just an introduction to to David. He's a he's like a little kid at this point, but King Saul is. In, in, in Dominion's story that's inspired by the biblical text, he's a lion and uh, he's the, the prophet Samuel is a crow and the people of Dominion, the, you know, Dominion is kind of the good guys, right? Uh, they're, they're warm-blooded creatures like, uh, like bears and uh, lions and tigers and cheetahs and deer and, uh, raccoons, all these characters, right? The bad guys, the Philistines, and it's the same Philistines that that Samson was fighting, you know, earlier, hundreds of years earlier. Uh, the Philistines are cold-blooded creatures in the Dominion story. Uh, they're crocodiles and snapping turtles and snakes and other things like that who nice. have, they're, and they're more tooth and claw, right? They, they want to rip their enemies apart. Uh, so ruthless oh definitely 
definitely ruthless. And so if you can picture what in your mind, once we get to chapters four and five, what that confrontation between this little kid, David, and his slingshot mech, right? This little fast bird-like mech that is running around going up against, you know, Goliath, who's in, uh, you know, Mecha Godzilla looking mech. It's, it's going to be pretty epic, man. So Damn, definitely a modern twist right there. But, you know, I know, right? a lot of imagination, <laughs> a lot of creativity. Absolutely. And, and you know, and, and it's and it's so fun. It's, it's such a good thing that that we found just to to refresh sort of our imagination when we think about, you know, these stories and the stories are timeless, the whole, you know, the little, the little guy going up against the, 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 the big guy who's, you know, got spears and armor and all this training and, and, and physical strength. But, uh, you know, the little, the little guy going up against the big guy, the underdog story, Mm -hmm. it's something that's timeless. And, it's something that everybody can relate to. We've all been in a situation where we had to sort of stare down something that was bigger than us and scary. And, and we had to, you know, get our five smooth stones from the riverbed and say, well, what do I have to fight in this fight? Well, I got a sling. What else do I got? Nothing. <laughs> I don't have nothing else. So, yeah, yeah, you go into battle with what you got, right? I love it, man. Yeah, it's 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 great. It's a great story, and and Dr. Baron Bell, the creator, and you know Daniel Hancock, the producer and co-writer, have um, you know along with their creative team have just done some really great work there. And so, yeah, on our website terminusmedia.com, there's little two-minute trailers for for Dominion and Samson, so folks can kind of go check those trailers out and, you know, see if it's something you're interested in. If so, you know, pick up a copy and let us know what you, what you think. Yeah. Very interesting. And, you know, they're all different styles and, you know, different stories and even, even like radio free America, like that, that seems so like realistic. Like that's like, seems like that's going to be the future, bro. That's, that's scary. It, it is, you know, we, we produced those, we started producing those comics like 10 years ago and, you know, you know, at Terminus, we're, we're a very diverse company. We have, you know, every race, every culture. And we were just talking about what is it, what does it mean to, to be a patriot today, right? Usually you say patriot, you think of the guy with the tricorn hat, you know, the three pointed hat and the musket, uh, you know, oh, that's what a patriot is. Well, not really. You know, today, what a patriot looks like is, you know, if what happens, you know, in Radio Free America, you know, the United States is is nuked by China and and Russia, North Korea. They 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 nuke us and EMP us into the dark ages. And so Radio Free America is about the resistance, you know, and the resistance is the gangbangers and the cops in Philadelphia are working together against these invaders you know we're gonna bust a cap in these <laughs> right in, in these invaders who are coming into our town into our country and and um so you know that's that's what a patriot looks like in our story it's it's us coming together it's us working together 
and towards a common goal of, of, you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Israeli Krav Maga. Sounds like some badass martial arts, right? Well, that's exactly what it is. In fact, the Israeli uh, special forces, they use this as self-defense techniques. Hey, in this crazy world, why not learn self-defense? Some of the most badass self-defense techniques out there. But get this. You get to learn it from a grand master. Yeah. Krav Maga grand master, Jacob Bressler. Yeah. He'll be hosting a martial arts seminar open to the public at Tucson Rising Phoenix Fitness and Defense. Saturday, May 15th, 12 p.m. until 4 p.m. Now get this. They also have sliding scale pricing. So if money's tight, they will work with you. These guys are amazing. Jacob Bressler is globally famous for his street smart combat technologies. Now, what are you waiting for? Take this amazing opportunity to learn real world self-defense teachings from hands down the most well-respected grandmaster in the Krav Maga global spectrum. So again, that's May 15th at Tucson Rising Phoenix Fitness and Defense. You can contact Jesse James Tucker for more information at 520-838-1592. Text or call. So again, that's 520-838-1592. The bar is open. Sit back, grab a cold one, and get ready for the news you didn't even know you from the frozen wasteland of western North Dakota to the tropical playground of Florida. It's time for tales of wonder and amazement. Put the kids to bed and pour yourself a drink. Lock the doors and close the blinds. Break out the cocaine and hookers. It's time for Happy Hour News. What is the most dangerous book you have ever read? How about Mein Kampf by the notorious leader of the Nazis, Adolf Hitler? Or the book the Beatles warn us about in their classic song, Revolution? Quotations from Chinese Communist leader, Chairman Mao. Maybe you would hide your copy of Bertrand Russell's Why I'm Not a Christian. Or even semi-fictional works like Salman Rushdie's book, The Satanic Verses. That book had him living in hiding from angry Muhammad followers. But what about a book that is most likely not only dangerous to own and read, but could very well be illegal in many countries? Roderick Edwards' book, How to Overthrow Our Government, takes the reader on a historical and hypothetical journey of revolution, civil war, and sedition. From ancient Chinese farmers turning their farm tools into weapons, to the attempted impeachment of the U.S. President Trump, this book has it all. Get it today before it's banned forever. I love that, you know, and, you know, and it's very realistic because in such a tragic event, you mm. know, every then everybody gets together. That, then there's no war between cops and gangbangers. Everybody becomes one, one country, one, one race, you know, just one species and just overtake the enemy or fight. Absolutely. Absolutely. And. You know, the, the, the name of the, the book Radio Free America comes from sort of a unique concept when um, when Dr. Bell pitched the book to me. He's like, OK, so, you know, in this story, the resistance coordinates itself uh, by sending encoded messages in the beats and scratches of hip hop music. And and they broadcast on a 
on Radio Free America, the only you know free radio station left. And they broadcast, they run their broadcast beacon, you know, up on an old, uh, on the on the ladders of an old fire truck that they found where the ladders can go high enough to broadcast the signal. And I was like, I said, I'll just stop you right there. Uh, we're totally <laughs> doing this book. Yes. <laughs> Yo, okay, you got my attention. <laughs> yeah, and there's, you know, there's a little trailer uh, of that uh, that's available as well uh, with some... Excuse me, some great music um, that um, the the artist gave us permission to use. Uh, but Radio Free America is it's unique. It's it's and it's and it's prescient. You know, it's it's today. It's it's the stuff that we're dealing with. Uh, I've been reading the news about uh, you know and you know about China. And when I say China. Uh, I don't mean the Chinese people, you know, the Chinese people are, are like us, you know, they're good people. They, they love their family and they work hard. Uh, but, you know, we're talking about the Chinese communist party, uh, the government. Yeah. The government there, um, you know, threatening Australia. Uh, oh and, yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah. I heard about that. yeah what, did, what did you read about that? Then I'll tell you what I was reading. <laughs> so I read that, you know, like during when this whole coronavirus was starting to blow up, that Australia, Australia was like, OK, we're going to get to the bottom of this and we're going to investigate China and see where the virus came and all this and that. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of conspiracies of the origin of it or how it started. Mm. And China owns a lot of property in Australia. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, you do that and we're going to pull all the business from you and destroy your country. Wow. Australia backed out. <clears throat> wow. So stop the investigations. That's what that sounds like. Yeah, I was I was just reading that, you know, Taiwan is uh, China says Taiwan is China, <laughs> basically. And Australia said if if there's aggression towards Taiwan and the United States gets involved, that Australia would be an ally of, of the United States in that fight. And um, so China was like, and again, uh, I'm talking about the, the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, was like, well, if you do that, you know, there's going to be serious consequences. So I, I don't know. I don't like threats. You know, I don't I don't like I don't like bullies threatening, you know, little smaller countries, smaller people. And, and that that goes for the United States as well. I don't I don't think we have any business going around to these other smaller countries and telling them what to do and messing around with their elections and Yep. You know, on our way around, I, I think we should we should be better than that. We should be better people. Uh, For sure. So. <laughs> then it's going to end like, you know, it's free radio America, bro. It's, it's getting there. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's getting there. So. On a side note, when I think of China, I just hear a... China. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh. Very interesting stories. And, you know, some of them like these, they hit home uh, the biblical stories, you know, amazing stuff. And I love how you guys put your own little twist on it. And uh, why don't you tell me about platypus versus monkey? Yeah, platypus versus monkey is actually a story I wrote. Um, I wrote it <laughs> um, because uh, the, the platypus is kind of uh, it's like the Mickey Mouse of Terminus Media, right? Platypus or platypi, I think is the correct uh, plural term, are 
they're very different, right? <laughs> they're not like all the other animals. Oh yeah. But yeah, the the story of platypus monkey is there's a there's a monkey from the Soviet space program in the '60s that is lost in deep space, you know, because the 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 probe he was in got hit by an asteroid. So some benevolent aliens find this frozen monkey in space and they repair him, but they repair his brain with data found from the probe that he was in, which had a bunch of Soviet propaganda in it. Oh, no. And they, they, they fire him back to the earth, right? Back where he came from. Well, instead of landing in the former, in, in Rus- what's Russia now, he lands in New York City. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> so he emerges from his, you know, intergalactic pod uh, and takes a, an old Soviet flag that he has in, in his ship and plunks it in the ground and says, you know, I am here to be claiming this land in name of Soviet Union and Mother Russia. And so it, then uh, in, in our story, there's this little, you know, platypus character uh, who is, uh, he talks like Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> he wears a fedora. <laughs> He's got brass knuckles and, a you know, an old, 45 like a world war ii era 45 and so you know he he and the monkey they mix it up and they're talking back and forth and you know it's it's a it's it's for you know it's for it's not for little kids but it's for kids and everything um it's it's very cartoony it's 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 but it's meant to be funny yeah every time the monkey talks and he has a glitch right where he'll be talking about you know he's is this your car? And he'll start just spouting quotes from, you know, Joseph Stalin and Vladimir Putin and, <laughs> um, you know, quotes like, you know, uh, in the Soviet Union, you know, ideas are far more powerful than guns. We don't allow our enemies to have guns. Why would we allow them to have ideas? You know, that's like a Joseph, yeah, that's a Joseph Stalin quote, right? So, you know, the monkey is spouting, you know, there's probably, I think there's six quotes that in the course of the conversation, because, uh, cause, you know, the platypus is like, hey, bub, you know, what are you doing here? And so, yeah, they, uh, the, it goes from words to, you know, a physical altercation. And the, the monkey has kind of a, a war of the worlds, like, uh, t- like his tail has a, a big like laser in it so i don't know if you've seen the old war of the world movie but he can blast things with his tail and uh although just disintegrate you yeah he can disintegrate you exactly so uh the platypus is is outmatched but you know it's that whole thing of if you use your brain uh you, you know little beats big when little is smart <laughs> yeah i like how that platypus he looks like a detective type of <laughs> like the old school detectives old school that's right like the maltese falcon humphrey bogart is is kind of the prototype for for that character and you know the entire the chapter one the entire chapter of that book is um animated and um free on youtube folks can uh check it out and uh you know nice yeah and good voice acting and original music and sound effects and explosions 
uh, if you have about 10 minutes to watch it, it's it's worth your time for sure. <laughs> and I even see the, the humor, even in just a description, you know, how it says a uh, platypus who stands up for American values by pummeling the Joseph Stalin monkey with the double barreled middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> Cause you know, uh, we, we try to be polite, but, you know, when someone busts into your, your house and starts telling you what to do and taking your stuff, it's like, it's on now, man. <laughs> I love it. You got to be a gangster once in a while, right? That's right. Sometimes it's good to be gangster. And um, well, um, why don't you tell me about yourself? Um, when did you always enjoy drawing, like even just as a little kid, like as far as you can remember, or did it start certain like in high school or something or yeah yeah i've always loved drawing i've i've always loved um i've always loved creative people you know like creative people are sort of different sort of odd but there's a lot of times there's kind of a gentleness there's there's a sensitivity uh with creative people and you know i, I just love creative creative folks and uh i love everybody but you know in high school like i was the kid uh who was on the wrestling team and you know, wearing the letter jacket and stuff, but I much preferred the the company of the kids in my art class. <laughs> they were just kind of, they were nice and kind of peaceful. Mm. And um, so uh, I've always, I've always enjoyed myself drawing and, and painting. It's, uh, it's relaxing. And, uh, but I've always had an appreciation for, for great art and excellence and in, in the arts. Uh, we've all seen, you know, and uh, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's, there's room for everybody uh, creatively, but you know, where they put a couple of bricks uh, on a table and and uh, threw a bucket of paint on it and said, "That's art." <laughs> it's like, okay, uh, maybe I'm not sophisticated enough to appreciate that art, but I've always appreciated uh, great storytelling in in art. You know, the sequential you know, panel one, panel two, panel three, and and in the 80s, well, no, more in the 90s, you know, the comic book world changed. They went from printing comic books on newsprint, which was kind of yellowed, uh, very porous, inexpensive paper. And uh, they started, you know, Image Comics, I remember specifically started printing comics on really glossy, thick paper with beautiful computer coloring and i remember picking up one of those books and being like wow this is what this is how comics should should be done right and i could smell the ink <laughs> on the paper it's like ah this is so nice yeah and, like the brand new car smell <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it, it, there's a there's a very specific experience with picking up a comic and reading it it's like people that really love music i remember uh, listening to an interview uh, with uh, it's not MCA from the Beastie Boys, it's not Mike D from the Beastie Boys, it's the the other guy, um, Ad Rock from the Beastie Boys, talking about you know he doesn't listen, he doesn't he you know in the '90s, the 2000s, he's like I don't listen to CDs, I only you know listen to the old wax, the the old records, the old albums on my record player. And yeah, I, I, I appreciate that, you know, because it just shows kind of a breadth of experience with, with music and, 
we all know what kind of the pop music is right now, what's popular right now, but there's also music that's timeless, that is just great, no matter who you are, no matter what time it is. It's like, this is just like great music, great storytelling. Uh, like when you listen to, to the blues, right? You listen to John Lee Hooker sing about, you know, I ain't got the rent money. <laughs> and the landlady, you know, she used to be so nice. Uh, but I, when I ain't got the rent money, she she's not so nice. <laughs> but you you recognize yourself in the song, right? Uh, you're like that. That's 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 me. That's my experience as a, as a younger guy. Like, how am I gonna how am I gonna get this rent this month? And uh, good music, like good art, like good comics, is is storytelling. And so, yeah, a lot of it, a lot of appreciation for that. But yeah, yeah, I got into comics professionally, uh, promoting our screenplays, and uh, you know, it just kind of blew up and took off from there. Radio Free America was our first graphic novel. You know, it's like a hundred. A graphic novel is is a hundred plus page comic book, basically. Oh wow, that's a pretty thick comic book. Yeah, man, there's a whole lot of good stuff uh, there for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, as a grown up guy, like that's what I um, almost read exclusively now is uh is is graphic novels uh it's a perfect bound book and you pick it up and uh you you can sit down for an hour and just read an entire an entire story arc it's it's one of the one of the great things about comics now is uh getting all those you know previous issues of six or ten or fifteen uh, comic book stories that came out in the floppy comics, right? The the single issues, mm-hmm. and you just you get them all digested into one thick, beautiful comic graphic novel. <laughs> it's it's so great, and uh, I'm glad we live in these times that we live in. Yeah, like right now, I'm reading this comic, uh, Lady Death. Um, I had oh yeah, I'd never heard yeah, of. Yeah, I love Lady Death. Oh yeah. My friend got me this comic book for me. She's like, you never heard of Lady Death? And I'm like, damn, this is this is badass. Why have I never heard of Lady Death? <laughs> right. Right. And and there's so many and there's so many characters like that in comic books. We're all familiar with, you know, Batman, Superman, uh, Wonder Woman, these these iconic Spider-Man, famous characters from the Marvel and DC universe, but there's a whole there's a whole multiverse of comics from you know other you know big companies like dark horse comics and hellboy uh, and uh, so many other great companies out there uh, that i mean you could discover great characters like that all the time uh, and a lot of great books and a lot of great content uh, and, and it's interesting with with the internet and with digital readers, you know, iPads, uh, laptop computers, PCs, that people uh, can read comics on those devices. And I think a lot of people do read comics on that devices, but it's, it's hard to beat that, that physical comic book experience where you're, you know, turning the pages and smelling that ink and feeling that that paper mm-hmm. it's, it's a different thing it's it's like the concentrated <laughs> version of of the comic book just like the 
the the album the lp the record is for the for the person who loves music for for the comic book lover it's it's that experience with the comic book is something that's unique and special sure so. like you could read it online but there's nothing like that feeling of just pulling it out, out of that plastic sleeve you know you're like oh yes <laughs> you're like oh yes it's like i'm gonna have a good meal now right yeah like, yeah, like uh, if you're if you're in California, they have the In and Out burgers there, you know, and they put it they put the burger in a wrapper and everything, and uh, you get you you get that bag and you know with the In and Out burger in it, and you're like, oh, this is gonna be good right here. <laughs> um, I'm in Arizona and we have those here. Oh, freaking amazing, dude! I'm so jealous. No In and Out burgers um, over here on the East Coast. I I highly recommend. Um, if you've never tried it, I recommend uh, uh, Animal Style. Um, animal Style. They put a uh, Thousand Island sauce <gasps> and uh, Island sauce and sautéed onions. Oh, dude, I love Thousand Island sauce. I was telling somebody at a dinner party the other day about my love for for it, and and they were like, "What's that?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh, you know, <laughs> uh, we, you, you get the fries yeah. like that. They put cheese on it." Hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thousand Island sauce and sauteed onions. And and it's really delicious. But one time I got the burger animal style and the fries, and it was like too much Thousand Island for me. Like <laughs> I got sick of it. Even though I love it, but it was too much. It was too much of a good thing. <laughs> yeah. So now I just split it. I'll either get the burger or the fries, just animal style. Animal style. I gotta put that in my notes. I have a I have notes in my phone, like whenever I visit a town, right? Uh, if I, when I hear of, you know, you should go to this restaurant and you should order this, uh, like, uh, okay, New York City, uh, I have 10 restaurants <laughs> options that are great. So I'll have to add that animal style to my in and out burger in my California file here. You won't regret it, bro. <laughs> I'll take you, I'm going to take you up on that. It's going to be good. When you try it, hit me up, dude. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? My, uh, my roommate from college lives out uh, out there, and uh, he's a chaplain for motor racing. Uh, so, yeah, man, we'll all get together and go to the In-N-Out Burger and, and eat the burger animal style with the Thousand Island dressing and the onions. Hell yeah, Boom. man. Hell Boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he um he's a... He, he loves Jeeps and four by four vehicles. So uh, I want to get out there and I hear they got some great uh, four by four uh, driving out, out West. Yep. For sure. Just don't get stuck out there. No, especially not in the summertime. Right. Oh, dude. Take some water, bro. Take some water. <laughs> they call it death Valley for a reason. <laughs> for real. Like here in Arizona, like people that visit, Every year, people go hiking in the summer and they don't take water, and people die. Man, it's crazy. Oh, it is that that is nuts, man. Every time I watch, uh, uh you know, something like Breaking Bad or uh, oh, uh, no, I love that yeah. show. Yeah, I love that show too. No Country for Old Men, and I see, you know, out west, uh, I just look at it and go, "Whoo, it looks hot." <laughs> right, the dry heat. But uh, yeah, I love Breaking Bad too, man. Great. Great writing, great stories. Uh, amazing. Yeah, and just like you were talking about, you know, the 
the the storytelling oh my god if you watch all the seasons just like the character how they change and oh yeah how everything evolves oh my god amazing storytelling i know walter white going from being the nerdy you know chemistry professor who got screwed by his business partners and you know has a disabled son and no money and desperate goes from that to to being the one who knocks <laughs> it's like oh dang dude He's like say my name Dude, it's scary. Did do you, did you watch uh, any of the Better Call Saul? I watched the first season. I haven't seen the second season, and that was pretty good as well. Yeah, yeah, it's different, uh, but it's it's good too, for sure. They have Tuco. You remember Tuco from Breaking Bad? Yeah, yo, he, he something <laughs> crazy. Oh yeah, man. They have episodes of uh, yeah Better Call Saul with Tuco, and I'm like, oh man. Uh, and I, I like 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 pocket knives and stuff, and uh, you know I I recognize the he has a, a this knife called a cold steel uh, espada right. It's just this huge <laughs> this huge uh, pocket knife that he's you know threatening everybody with. But uh, yeah, man, there's damn there's so much uh, I don't know there's so much tension in those stories and danger and you know. That's 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 what's great about stories is you can you can go there and you can learn all those things and not be there. <laughs> it's like it's like, you know, back in the day, you know, the cavemen would sit around a fire and tell hunting stories about, you know, when the lion charges you, don't use your knife, use your spear. <laughs> that's a good way to put it, bro. <laughs> and we, we learn these things from from stories, you know. I love it, man. Yeah. And from, um, breaking, from breaking bad, I learned uh, don't get involved in the drug business. <laughs> it's probably not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> don't get uh, stuck in an RV in the desert. <laughs> right. Don't get stuck wearing those tidy whities either. <laughs> <laughs> For real, huh? It's like he went back to the Malcolm in the Middle days, you know? yes exactly like when i watched malcolm in the middle i was like there he is in those tidy whities and then you watch that first season of breaking bad and there he is again in those tidy whities. <laughs> that's that's creative courage right there i love it man i love it <laughs> hey man so uh why don't you tell me or tell us where can people find your stuff man your amazing work and you know everything yeah, folks can go to um, www.terminusmedia.com. That's T-E-R-M-I-N, as in Nancy, U-S-M-E-D-I-A.com. And there's a little section there for each of these different um, different uh, books we're talking about. You know, we talked about Dominion, Follow the House of Saul, and Samson, Rise, Radio Free America, and uh, Platypus versus Monkey. You can uh, buy all those books there on our website. And there's links to um, there's links to video for Dominion Fall, The House of Saul, and Samson Rise. But to get the links to the the video for Radio Free America and the links to the video for Platypus versus Monkey, you got to go to Screaming Chewie's description. Uh, in this podcast or this video to find those links because those links are only for you guys. They're only for your audience, brother. VIP. That's right. VIP. 
I appreciate it, bro. <laughs> no, hey, man. Happy to be on the show. We appreciate it, man. Good, great, great conversation. Good talking with you. Yeah, man, it's great talking to you. I could talk all day, bro. Like I, I could see you talk to you all day, bro. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm gonna take you up on that in and out burger uh thing. So, you know, look yeah, look for my sure. look for my call. I'm excited for that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, thanks again for coming on, man. I appreciate it, bro. All right, thanks for having me. All right, man. You have a good one. You too. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. And if you'd like to support this podcast, check out anchor.fm slash screamingchewygmail.com. Any contribution is greatly appreciated and that makes you my producer. If not, that's cool. I'm just happy you're tuning in. And hey, Screaming Chewy Show merch. Yeah, that's right. At teespring.com. Just Google teespring, T-E-E spring, Screaming Chewy Show. Just Google that. It'll take you right there. And uh, yeah, you could buy hoodies, t-shirts, socks, masks, you know, if there's any stuff you'd like to see on there or purchase, just let me know and I'll add it on. And uh, yeah, you'll be rocking, styling, social media. Don't forget to follow me on there on Facebook, Screaming Chewy Show. I like to share memes, just make up stupid shit, share my episodes on there and just whatever. Um, Check out my YouTube for video versions of my podcast episodes also in between episodes i like to add me streaming yeah watch me get scared playing a creepy game or die playing PUBG or some shit you know what i mean and uh, yeah just check out my youtube and uh twitter it's at screaming chewy yeah not screaming chewy show i should change it to that but for now it's just screaming chewy and uh thanks again for tuning in see you next week peace